Today's episode of Strike Gold, we talk about how to steal creative. I mean, the right way. We also talk about the fact that if your founder's DNA suck, then your company's gonna suck forever. So quit it now. And and again, how to steal stuff. And quit. And and steal stuff. Hi, this is Jonathan Kahn and Roy Pervarchik, and you're listening to Strike Gold, Episode 3. Jonathan, I have to say that there's a sound in my ear that is just beautiful now. It's, it's my voice. Oh, it's, it's my your voice. voice. If you notice, it's a little more crisp, crisp it is, it than usual. It is and clearer. Yes, that's right. Roy, why is that? Well, I think, Jonathan, well, I don't think I know, that it's because we're recording here from Rise. They're hosting us to record our episodes and podcasts and stories because uh, they they also complain about the echo and they just uh, just fucking record this here because uh, like the echo is so bad in the other episodes. So now we're here. Thank you, Rise, for hosting us here, uh, and thank you for lending us this beautiful podcast room, uh, which we're recording the show on. We are not sellouts. <laughs> no, this is thing that I, I remember. I was like doing research on like musicians and stuff, and there's always that thing of a oh, I'm not a sellout. I'm not a sellout. We're, Dude, we're not. We're not. in episode three. Like, yeah, like it doesn't matter. What I don't have do. anything to sell. <laughs> yeah. This is just my voice and Roy Pervarchik <laughs> yeah. sitting yeah. With, me in a, with me in a room. Right. So, so thank you so much, Rise, for having us. Uh, we appreciate it so much. Uh, and yeah, so Rise is uh, basically it's a co-working space for fintech companies and startups. So if you've noticed, they're just hosting the guys from uh, TechStars outside. Ah, pretty cool. Yeah. I saw they had like a party. Yeah, because every day is a party when you're a fintech startup. Ah, snap. That's All right. right. <laughs> this is already getting a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, that's how we like it. What are we talking weird. about today? So... I still don't know, actually. Uh, I did I actually, not think this through. All right, so... We'll, how was your week? Okay, so my... I had this really cool thing to, this week that I went to um, Shinkaro's, like, founder presentation thing. Okay. It was, like, this cool thing I was invited to. And I got to meet, uh, like, some startups and some stuff that were there. And I know this sounds really, like, childish, but this is, like... Okay, so I go into things being a businessman. I'm, like, I'm a businessman. Take myself seriously. And then when I was in there, one of the guys presenting their concept for a business or whatever was this um, this Instagrammer and he was like talking about how he'd like take pictures of pastries and stuff and then he actually turned around and he was like he turned out to be this Instagrammer that I've been following for like two years he's called uh, Deserted in Paris and he basically takes pictures of his shoes all these different colors shoes with, with pastries and he kind of matches them Shoes and, and pastries? Shoes and I know it sounds weird, but check him out. He's really, really cool. I was so excited. I Instagram storied it, and then after I Instagram storied it, I I was waiting for my wife to say she was jealous, and then I went up to him and I was like, can I do a selfie with you? Which I'm not into. Uh, we spoke about this. I'm not yeah. into, like, selfie taking so much. Like, I just I do it, but it's not when it feels forced. Like, yeah, it was kind of okay. a rape. So, pastry and shoes. Yeah, no, but it's, it's really crazy. So, he's a designer, and he knows how... He made, like, this this template of how... Where the shoes need to be and where the thing... It's actually... You'd like this. He he was taking pictures of pastries like everyone else does, and he took one picture, and it had his shoes in the background. 
and people like that picture the most. And he said, you know what? What if I took that picture and I oh, made it so into like a, a... It was like a data-driven decision. Yeah, it was actually really cool. So oh he turned God. around and said, what if I made this into a template? And he showed this. It was really funny. He shows like a slide with the shoes sketched and like a pastry, the generic pastry in a hand. And he's like, this is what every picture needs to look like. So then he has... A, it's symmetrical. It's all the pictures look exactly the same. Fancy shoes and cool-looking pastries that kind of match or con... Uh, you're laughing at me. <laughs> I, I'm laughing at... You know, no, I'm laughing at a situation because I'm thinking there are more and more kind of cool slash business ideas and stuff like that, which you kind of think of them... No, but... He's a book! No, yeah, but yeah, but when you think of it for a second, uh, yeah. like, as a, like as a... If you were an adult, if you were, if you were 55 now or Okay, you're saying right like if, I, if my it's dad a, like, was... It, yeah, it, says, I look at it yeah. and I say like, people used to build like real meaningful businesses... And now this guy, he's basically building a business out of... Taking pictures of shoes and pastries. And you know what? He actually goes all around the world and shit and does it. And and chefs actually bring him to take pictures. So that's the crazier thing. It's crazy, but it's awesome. It's It's so cool. Like, I... I kind of feel like I would love to do something, but I... imagine... Listen, I imagine this this chef, right? And he's talking to his publicist, whatever. He's like, he's like a three-star Michelin chef. Yeah. And he's like, what are, what, are, what are our appointments today? What are we doing today? She's like, oh, there's this kid who likes to take pictures of shoes and faces. <laughs> and this guy, he's, he's like 55. He's 60 now. And he's been working his entire life to get this credentials as the most amazing chef in the world. But he's, he's nothing he studied, he studied, without studied, this picture, man. Yeah, he, and he studied this, right? He studied this like in three different continents. I, I don't know if, yeah. Anyway, so he's like in around the world. He's like, he, he, I don't know, he swam with sharks. He, he, <laughs> just, he to, pet, just to understand the... Bears, the just to just understand. To feel the yeah. texture yeah. of the like, meat. It, it, yeah, he just wanted to be he wanted to be the fish so he can cook fish. Right? And then and then, and then he has like this meeting with this like kid. I'm guessing he's young. Yeah, he's youngish. Youngish. Yeah. He was yeah. like, what do you do? So I take pictures of my shoes next to pastries. That's right. And that guy just faints right there. Yeah. He's like and then, amazing. And then, and, then that, <laughs> and then that chef, like they go out from the restaurant, right? From like where they had the meeting, and like the chef goes into his, his like second, third hand punto, and that and like the guy with the Instagram is, like goes into a Mercedes. Yeah, like, that's right. That's right. He works that's, his ass off all day, every day to make these pastries and all the stuff. Right. And the guy with the Instagram account goes and right. sleeps near the pool. Uh, um, yeah, that's how yeah, it is. Life is weird, but I love that it, because you can really chase your passion and do crazy. No, because things. it's even better than that. It means that you can be awesome and successful without really making too much of an effort. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm really, honestly, I think it's incredible. I think he's awesome. I was so excited. I did a selfie with him. I sent it to my wife. My wife was super jealous. And that's all I want to do in life, make my wife is super did you, jealous. W- did, you, <laughs> did you have, like, the selfie was, like, face selfie or shoes selfie? I actually was very disappointed with myself because only after that I think it would have been way funnier if I would have asked him to put his hands out yeah. and put my head inside his hands as he took a picture of his feet. Ah, that would have been. That cool. would have been way cool. But then actually, I was, I realized that when I was thinking kind of about erotic, it that he way. wears. I was, I'm cool with it. Anyways, but like, <laughs> he, I, I realized that to take a picture like that, you kind of would need to have someone else hold the camera. So then I don't know if it. Uh, I have his hand. He's like his little. Or maybe it's he's one like hand, and he's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but anyways, anyway, so it's really okay. cool. I had tons of fun. They had a really interesting startups and stuff going so on y- there. You know what I think is interesting from that story? It's about if you're being consistent as a brand and you have a thing. Whatever that thing is, then you'll find an audience for it if you stick to it. Yeah. No, there's another one that I followed for years, which is like a uh, like um, a symmetric breakfast. This this man cooks a breakfast for his partner every day, and he does the same plating and the same things, but mirrored in front, and he would take a picture of it every single day. It was really cool. It's like it's nice. I don't know what it is actually. Maybe it's just like this. 
you know, maybe it's so, calming to see it all. Maybe so you look at it as a I want to tell you my story. It's not a funny. Well, it might be a funny story. Wait, it's it not creative. It's not. God damn it. It's not marketing related. Come on. But this happened today. <laughs> Bring it. And I want to share with the world. This is like this is where you see kind of people stop listening to us uh, mm. forever. So, uh, so I was, so today I had a uh, I was talking at Google this morning. Okay. So it was, that was nice. Sometimes I talk at Google, but it never answers me, and I'm like, why is this shit not working? No, no. And I, went, I, went, I went to Google internet. and gave a talk. Oh, a sorry, you meant in the office of in Google. The office, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I was there, and so as as I was dressing, I was like, oh, where's my like? I was like spe- specific pants I want to wear, and I was like, oh fuck, where they are. And then after, I, and then I dressed up with something else. I went out, and as I was going, I was like, "Is it possible that I forgot my clothes at the gym, like like in last evening?" And I was like, "Yeah, I forgot my clothes at the gym." And I went back there today, and I was like, "Hey, I think I forgot some clothes here." And they were like, "What? Some sportswear?" And I was like, "No, my like pants and and shirt." They're like, "How did you go yeah. home?" <laughs> naked. Yeah, and I, and naked. I, and I, yeah, and I was like, and I was like, I got some stairs, but I'm fine. Like I have no shame. And she was looking. Like, no, I just went with my sportswear. Yeah, sportswear. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, so, so I thought you immediately went in and were like, "Did you find some clothes?" And they're like, "Oh, he's this is the guy. This is the guy who left his <laughs> no, shit but, here." But apparently, they have this thing because a lot of people either leave or forget their shit. Oh, there. you like a they have uh, a process no, no, it's better than that. They have like a warehouse for this by now. Amazing. They have like this whole process of what happens with the clothes after one day, three days, one week. It was like kind of amazing. That's kind of cool. And and this is a place that doesn't give you towels anymore. Right? <laughs> but, they, but they have this Because they can't afford it because they need the, spore, the storage for all the stuff that they're yeah. holding in the background. Yeah. Back. So so basically what I wanted to say is that I gave a talk at Google and I work out. So that's nice. That's, that's, that that's is nice. Like. I, I got at least 50% of that. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's the only thing I wanted to tell you. Uh, no, that's not that bad. I actually, you know, when I was younger, my friends used to tell me, hey, you just go to a central bus station whenever you want to have fun. And you just go to Lost and Found, and you start describing just random things. I'm so happy that for them when they say you go to the local central station thing and have fun with Lost and Found and not, like, the other worst thing that is in central station. What do you mean? Masturbation? No. (laughs) I don't know. That stuff happens. I'm talking about junkies. and. Ah, no. They were just turning around and saying you go in and you're, like, go to Lost and Found and you start describing random things. Like, I'm looking for something purple. It's about this big. And they go, well, what is it? And you go, it's hard to describe. But just listen, it's purple. It's all, and they'll find you things that match the description, and then you just take it home. The guys, basically, the guy from Lost and Found, he has this thing where he doesn't want to disappoint you, so he goes on Amazon Prime and he just buys it. <laughs> just buys like, it. This poor kid needs this a disc man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know, when we were kids, when we were younger, they had this thing at the bus station in in Tel Aviv, the Central bus station, that at around eleven at night it was this uh, pastry place. And they would take pictures with no, they, no, <laughs> no. Uh, so, no. But at eleven o'clock, they would kind of do a set out of everything they have, like at this tr- crazy cheap price. And me and my friend had this thing. We would just want to go in and buy it at a cheap price. Now, the entire like, we were living in, in for supper, right? So the entire experience is like gas and car and the whole thing. Yeah, you had to go out. Yeah, it's like forty-five minutes drive. You like you actually pay for gas. But the idea that we can get the pastries for, like, a shekel per pastry was, like... Yeah, it's awesome. Like, that's the funnest thing to do. No, it's incredible. Right. Well, I had the same thing also. I was, like, thinking... I looked at my wife and I said, that all these bakeries and shit that cost tons of money, right before, like, the, you know, on Friday, towards the end of the day, that that's it. You can just get everything for cheap. Right. Super, super cool. Right, so... If- oh, you know what it is? It's the dumpling stand. They have these, like, dumpling stands that they open up at the malls. Yeah. And you can get, like, each one costs, like, about a buck per dumpling kind of thing. And then I saw this woman 
right before they were closing the mall, like on the weekend, and then all of a sudden, she just bought out all of it, and okay. because they gave it to them for like a. So if you don't mind eating those rotten, dried. I would food. eat all of it. I don't mind. Those are awesome. <laughs> hey, this is a safe space. We don't judge here. Yeah, don't judge. We talk behind I'm talking about back. pastries and and old dumplings. Okay, so 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 this was a productive week for the both of us. Yeah, this is really it's been moving. Um. So I wanted to talk to you about something, actually. Um, I have this thing, and it happens often, and I don't know if it happens to you often, where people come up to me and tell me, I want to be a lemonade, or I want to be, uh, I want to make a dollarshave.com video. Okay. And What do you mean, like, in terms of the creatives? Yeah, they turn around, they're just like, you know, make me a lemonade, or, I, I you know, or make uh, make me a uh, dollarshave.com creative c- campaign, or whatever it was. And, and what, what does it mean for them? Like, th- like do they want to walk around video? What, what does it mean? It's not that. They just want, they, I don't think they know how to express what it is that they want from it, but they turn around and say, dollarshave.com entertains me in a way that I feel very connected, and it works on a lot of people in the world. I want that. And they, they, they're actually 100% willing to copy that to, like, to the T, Right, but obviously that's the worst thing you could do, because one. So do you wait? Do you, do they say I want to do the same video? Let me walk around like no, no, no. They just or? say when they when they turn around and they see uh, lemonade and they say, okay, lemonade managed to make a brand and make a successful brand and and really do all all the branding there is fantastic. So they just turn around and go, make me a lemonade. They're they're looking for you to turn around and say, okay, copy paste. Yeah, because basically they saw something they like and and, mo- and, and, and they're time, kind of expecting time related. The same thing. Every, yeah. everything, okay, so every person you go to says to you, oh, when, when you go, when's the deadline? They go, yesterday. Yeah. Right? My immediate answer is, oh, we're late, we failed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like what do you want me to say to that? Great, yesterday. Um, do you think it's, it's a time issue or do you think it's a. No, I think they don't want to spend too much time, too much money. They just say, I want you to make me this, just make me this. I think it's deeper. I think it's an emotion. I think they saw something they really connected with that resonated with them, and 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 they get stuck to the point where they say this is also what I want. But I think that the the interesting thing is I usually think that companies says, hey, I want to do lemonade. I want to do this. Which lemonade has a fantastic branding, by the yeah. way. A uh, huge shout out for Shai and Tamir and the guys there. Um, so. The usually what happens, I think, that people say, hey, I want to do this. I want to copy this. I usually think that those are people that are stuck with their business in general. You're not going to get, like, a very successful company saying, hey, let's copy this. Oh, it's not about copy. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily. I, I think, it's, I think I there's think a couple things. This. But do, do you have people say that to you? Yeah, of you course, all yourself? the time. So, all like, time. I, find, I find myself in a situation where I'm like, okay, I have to. I've literally made presentations to help them understand that it's not a copy-paste situation. Right. That you're not going to get a website that looks like Lemonade if you do the process that Lemonade did. Right. So, like, I've done presentations where because I Because it's out of context for your company. Yeah, it's out of context, but, it, but it's also there's, there's, a, there's a strategy there where they're turning around and saying, Lemonade, um, it, it, their, their concept, their, their thing was to go a little bit different than all the other companies. To go, if you were thinking security and you were thinking, let's say, blue, they went with pink. If you were thinking all the competitors to them were having images I think, of people. I think that's if it's, it's a matter of, like, if you were thinking about insurance, you were thinking gray world. Yeah. Boring. And they were like, let's the, make it fun and pink, which is, like, the opposite. It's, like, happiness. It's it's actually in the name. I don't know if it's on purpose because uh, sometimes you have these things but, and it's not on purpose. But lemonade, is, there's a famous saying in English where it's, uh, if life gives you lemons. Right. So they turn around and said, let's focus on the positive aspect of it and not the negative one. And I think the most crucial thing that they did was when there was an article about how they 
returned money to someone within six seconds? Three seconds, I think. Three seconds? Yeah, something. Fine, I gave him an extra three, and I still think it's impressive. But anyways, <laughs> but the idea is that they did this thing, and I thought that was really impressive. But but when you're turning to these companies, you're saying to them, listen, maybe that's not the right path for you. Maybe it's not to right now, especially in the beginning of some of these companies, It's maybe it's not to stand and look completely different, but to kind of go in to the, the chain and trying to make your way and get people to yeah. feel secure with you and understand what you are in the beginning and then to switch it around. Um, or it, it, there's a lot of process there where if, if you're able to make a company and come up with a vision and mission statement that really conveys what you're looking to do, which is not with a lot of these places. A lot I, of these think, I think most of them just don't have it. That's why I'm saying that most companies say, I want, I want to copy this and they go to that level is because they don't have a deep understanding of what their business is. Because for like, but do you think that that's maybe because of the whole pivoting that we expect startups to do nowadays? No, I I think you know if you if I'm expecting you, let's say you're a visionary, you turn around and you say, okay, I now understand what I want to be doing. I want to change umbrellas around the world. Okay, I want to make a huge change with the way that people protect themselves from rain. And you come out with that vision and you start moving. And then there's this concept that people are constantly, you know, they they want to invest in teams that are able to pivot fast, they want to invest in people who are able to let go of that and do what's going to make money. So at that point, maybe they lose kind of their back, that, that backbone that they might have been able to, to come I, up with. I think there's so much things compounding here because, first of all, I think... Why it, is it so hard for them? To do that, like because, you uh, because, it, it doesn't make sense. You you made a company. You invested yeah, but, time yeah, and but, hours, but and you, you, you forgot so about your family. But there's so many people who start companies either for the wrong reasons or with the wrong operation. And sometimes, by the way, your vision kind of catches up with you later because you do something. You do not think about the vision of why you're doing this, but you've just been doing this one thing. And later on, when people say, "Hey, why did you do that?" and you kind of it's like a psychological treatment kind of thing, and you get to your why eventually, and you do shit without knowing your why. And I think a lot of the time when people say, uh, I want to do like this, I want to get something like that, it's basically because they don't have a why. They have it inside. They know what they're doing, what gets them passionate, but they've never done the process of connecting the two. So if you think about Lemonade again as an example, Lemonade, the way they, the, their branding represents how the company is structured because they changed the entire model of how the, the insurance thing works. In general, it's not. They didn't just like do a cool app for it. They actually changed a model that was like around for like hundreds of years, and they actually redid it in a better way. I'm not gonna go into how they work, etc. Yeah, um, like I, I was very surprised. Uh, like I know I've seen the brand for a while, and I'm not saying I learned this the, yesterday. But, but, but the, the the brand is resonating 100% with the why they do what they do, and how they look at this market, and 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 I think that's why it's so powerful, versus a lot of the other comp. And and I think that it's makes sense that sometimes like uh, the visionary, the person who built the company would not know how to express it into like visual branding or messaging because, I don't know, maybe they're, they're like a brilliant coder or whatever. Maybe not, you know, the, the visual branding and messaging is like a marketing thing. You need to have a different set of skills. And he might have built... But it. I don't know if that's true. When you're the guy who's pitching to investors and to people, you have to have some sort of a solid yeah, story. Yeah, but, but yeah, I don't think it's a developer who doesn't yeah, know how to speak yeah, and he's you, like going in front of people. But I think that's a common mistake. I think sometimes people will go in and be like, oh, the CEO has to speak. Why? Because he's the CEO. But if he's not the best person to tell the story... Then he shouldn't. No, I get that, but and, I, see, and, I feel, and, and I still feel like the CEO has the best understanding of what's going to convert people and help them understand. No, hundred percent, no. 
hundred percent. Why he's meeting for meetings and he's pitching? No, you're talking he doesn't about you, you're how, talking, no, you're talking about a seasoned uh, CEO, somebody who actually built a career as a CEO. You're not like uh, oh, I'm not talking about some guy who's just considered no, but most CEO. most startups around us, like second time entrepreneurs, yeah. First time entrepreneurs, they don't have that information. They don't have that knowledge. Most of them, they're like CEOing shit out of the. Yeah, bag. but on the other side, I do see it as like when they go to these meetings and they're pitching stuff, they're kind of seeing what flies and what doesn't fly and what sticks and what doesn't. Stick. Yeah, mo- most startups pitches suck. Yeah, it's kind of weird, huh? Like no, like they, like if you like, let's be honest. Like it's it's a. It's a very long process to be mature enough to know how to pitch your company and understand your product. This is why people go through so much training and sessions and mentoring and, and all those things. And, like, and pitching or knowing that how to storytell your product really well, it, does, it has nothing to do with your capability of building the company itself. No, I get that. I'm saying... It's a whole different thing. And sometimes, you know, the CEO is brilliant, but is not a really good storyteller. Right, uh, and and I think it's a whole different thing, and I think most of them just don't have the why, and, the, and they don't have the process to say this is what my brand stands for, because eventually uh, the way, I mean, think about the the Dollar Shave Club thing, it evokes specific emotions that goes with how the brand reacts in general, right? Yeah. Like, this is how the brand behaves, even when they sponsor other shows, even when they do other commercials, uh, everything they do it's in their DNA. That video is a part of their DNA. And as you said, like the I'm not sure if it was before. I mean, I mean, it is definitely now because DollarShave.com is one of those videos that's famous now because everyone kind of got, got yeah, but, to see it. Uh, but have you ever worked with a young? That, by the way, yeah. that kind of competes with what we spoke about last time, which is the vir- virality thing. If they were really yeah. pushing it or not? Uh, no, they were they were pushing it. They, they were pushing were, it like uh, yeah. to what level? Not the level uh, that they, actually they were, achieved. I, I don't know if it was. I don't know when, but they were like pushing it through Tabula and stuff like that. They were paying really? for ads. Yeah, that's interesting. Because like I know that they they didn't just post something to YouTube and it blew up. No, no, no. Of course not. They had to push it in some way, but not. I'm not sure if they pushed it to the level that where they got to. And I don't think like you know. I think it was a really good. Like video. it's not Gangnam Style no. level pushing, and it, it again it didn't have Gangnam Style level of a success, but. Yeah. At the same time, it did get around. People were really interested in it. I, th- I think they knew who their target audience was really well. And I I don't know. You know what? I don't know. Because it did went pretty viral. And I still think... It it's weird because both of us sitting in here with beards, I'm not sure how DollarShave.com is doing. But the <laughs> thing is that the, vi- the vibe of the brand is actually... seems like it would be a hipster brand, which most of them have beards. Yeah. It's kind of weird. There's like a little bit of like a weird thing going on there. Yeah. Actually, there's a lot of uh, copies out there. There's actually copies for beard companies that are copied there's almost style. one for one for yeah. that. But um, you know what? But but going back to that, it doesn't matter because somebody who was risking a lot of money said yes to that commercial. You know what I mean? So it was in their DNA because you work with young companies. Yes, I know again with that also because I don't think they – I think it cost them about 5000 bucks. It I doesn't think, matter. Like, if, have, you, have you ever met with a young company that the CEO is so – not sure where to go or he's so focused on like a different kind of action and and you easily convince him to do this video no like they would like like this is it's not just like a flaky video it's like a crazy video to do for a young brand and i think that most companies who don't have that in the dna the ceo would never let you do that he would be so control freaking everything uh yeah you know what i mean and by saying yes to it that's already a thing of the dna that's also something that happens in those meetings when people say, I want that. And you say, you know what? I do my whole process. And my process is like, I look at, I research what was the effectiveness of the video. I think 
I think the first stage is who are their target audience? How defined is the Wait, is so the this creative? is the process you do. You, you meet with a company. They said, I want to do a video that looks like this and this. And you say, wait, there's a process for this. Well, this is my process. You, I don't, well, again, I just kind of go into it. But, like, right. I, I've done this before where I had to look at different pieces of content and understand how do you reverse engineer? Okay, so there's a famous book that I, I, I love this. And I guess now it's kind of fucked me over in business a little bit that basically says, give your creative away. It's, it, it just says, give your creative away. And it was like, uh, and then the paragraph goes into this discussion where it starts to express um, that you give your creative away because the creative is worth, worth less than the actual process that you did to achieve it. So you can give a creative right. idea to one person, but because you have the process, you can actually outdo that creative a million times over. Right. So I turn around and say, okay, let's go through this process. Let's go as far back as we possibly can. What was the defining market they were looking to hit? when they came up with this. They were looking to hit X, Y, and Z. Where were they gonna put this piece of content? Where was it gonna go? YouTube, Facebook, and I've seen a lot of, by the way, the unskippable ads from Geico. I did like, think about four hours of research into how do they create the unskippable ads? What are they doing with their other ads on, on YouTube? How are they getting that that second by second, literally second by second, what am I seeing there? Um, and then you kind of go into what part of the creative is actually resonating with me. And I think that it has to be with someone who has a high level of empathy and, and really in touch with his own feelings to kind of turn around and go, okay, this makes me laugh. What is, what I, I'm kind of paying more attention to him because he's moving through the frames, which is also, again, I don't know how, I don't know how exact this is, but there's this, this, uh, thing about propaganda. I think it was like a, like a Hitler thing where he walked back and forth on stage when he talks, just like comedians do it, so that you kind of continuously move your head and give them more focus. So the whole concept of him moving through the video makes you kind of makes you him. engage with him, and you're following him. Right. You're running after him in that process. Right. So now you're running after you, you him. You don't get to be bored. Yeah, you don't get to be bored, and you're running after him. You want to hear more of his content because your your brain is. is are, are we you're back on Dollar Chef Club or Hitler? We We're going back for Hitler. No, but but that's kind of like the direction, and then. Again, the, the creative, uh, no one ever wants to, uh, well, as you said before, a lot of these companies, they go, I want the dollarshape.com, and you can go and create that crazy thing. And for them, and as a not young company, for that brand. no, they'll turn around and they'll be like, I, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can take that chance. For me, I know it's insane, but I like, I like to go bold. I want you to do the crazy shit. I don't care. If you're getting sued, you did something that people paid yeah, attention to. I so, agree. like, you know, I, I again, I know, no, it sucks to be sued, but but generally speaking, this push the, the envelope. This for this podcast. It yeah, sucks it sucks to be sued. To be sued. Uh, it, no, it's just push push it. Push the envelope, see where it goes. So, for, for this video, for a, sh a knife shaving, look at Gillette. Gillette doesn't have any videos like this. Old Spice is doing this shit. They're doing crazy videos. But Gillette, all these shaving knives are all showed like very clean, how to shave, oh look, it turns, it does all this crap. And then they did a very dramatic change. Right. People were really into it. So usually when you come back with a creative after that, then people are not really excited to, to take the chance. Right. Um, I'm always excited to take the chance. Yeah, I always wait, want to see what's but, happening. But this is, this everything is, why, moves this too is fast. why most, uh, I, I'm going to say something which is actually kind right. of mean, but this is why Creative most people? companies, no, are, are kind of boring and not successful. Because eventually, I think. The bigger you are, the more scared you are? No, I, th I think it's a DNA of being scared in general. But I think, like, if, you, if you're not willing to go to the extreme as a company, then you're never going to do something that is, like, above the average. 
You can have, you can build like a really successful company, etc., etc., etc. But you, if you're not willing to do those leap of, of faith or these leap of creatives, or going a bit like more crazier. Yeah. Now, there's Look at Geico and car yeah. insurance, and their ads are insane. Right. They're literally to the point of insanity of like, <laughs> they started just saying Geico, 15 minutes or more could save you. Uh, they do their slogan, and then they go. It's like an elephant in uh, in an ostrich store. They'll say something ridiculous, and then right. they'll and they'll make that shot. They'll make that video. Yeah. And there's no connection. No. There's nothing. But it's memorable. It's but it's memorable. Got your, so that was the concept that I was, I was. So I was following that for a while. I was following the amounts of people who were creating content just to entertain you. If they can entertain you enough, get your attention enough, oh, they can then you remember you it. They can. Also. They just want to get your space in your Eventually, brain. Eventually, the, the game is always like brand and attention. That's it. Like you have to be recognizable. You have to have attention. And once you have both those, you can sell anything to anyone. Yeah, but it was it was interesting to see how far they took it. Yeah. And I thought it was fantastic that they were succeeding with it. They continued the series of how many videos they did. Like I think there was yeah. thirty videos but, of that style. But go, going back to the to the Geico thing, going back to the extreme version that you have to go to the company. I think the again, I, I go back to the original issue, is that I think that most companies can't really do it because they're not that connected to what their actual values are and they don't go through the process internally as a company. Do you know, like, by the way, you know, like, I, I'm sure you do, but you know how easy it is to do that? It's like, how do, no, I it's know, surprisingly I, easy. I know, I don't agree with you. Why? I, it's very easy to narrate that process. I think that it's very hard for a founder to go through that process for his own idea, brand, or company. Well, you're saying it's hard for him to deal with the things that he's going to hear. To that understand are very it's about different. yeah, and to understand it's about himself. I think it's a, it's a very hard process to really get I, right. Okay, so I'm saying we we did this. Um, me and my former partner, we did this for some companies. Uh, what, what we did was we went in and we talked to all these different users, and we talked to all kinds of different people, right. and we talked to people in the industries that that they were talking about, and we created a very easy. It just became really easy to look at it and see the answers everyone's saying and see exactly what the things that people what resonated with people what people really felt about the product and I can understand what you're saying maybe for a person who thought he invented something to see that he invented something else or the, the purpose right. of it is being or the way it's being uh, how do you say um, I, I, I know, you know what like company seen, I know like, what company you're talking about right I know what I don't know I think so maybe. Uh, yeah uh, we shared a project with them Maybe. Yeah. No, actually, it was a different one. A different one. But that one actually is another Well, you're thing. not seeing this on the video because it's audio, but we're giving each other meaningful looks to see if it's, like, if we're here. Oh, really? Like I was just, not. I thought you were flirting with me. I didn't understand. No, that's that's the footsie thing. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. That's, we are playing footsie on the table. Yeah. That's happening. No, but <laughs> no, but this was actually a different one. We, we spent... kind of marketing advice. The one that we worked on was, was way easier. It was oh, way okay. easier, but so, um, so but the, the the other company, I'm not gonna say the other that. one. By the way, is is making their own definitions of what they think. The, I don't think they actually talk to users enough. No, I I think they. Uh, so um, we're not gonna mention the name of the company yeah. because like we're not, what we're saying is not amazing about it, but. Um, I mean, they're moving in the in the, in the as the industry is moving, no. but they don't seem to be moving in. I I feel like the core DNA of their founder, the core DNA, and the core DNA of their team, is amazing. And I just feel that they got to this loop where they see what other people are doing yeah. and they're chasing that versus doing what they did originally. And what they did originally is still unbeatable. In this market, they're, no, still, right. they're still the fucking leading brand. Right. 
in like a huge way. And it, it goes to a situation where you don't even understand how the acquisition acquisition happens, but they keep but they keep growing and growing. And that's actually a good example of what happens when you don't listen to your DNA, right? The company is still growing with the original product, but everything else they do is kind of messing up on them because that's going away because they're looking DNA. at the industry and not looking at the actual customer they don't n- n- not even that you know what I, even, I will even say that when you come to branding you might want to go deeper into yourself than your customer I'll explain for this a second this is interesting because I would say the opposite so, I'm really so, interested we're t- okay so you know what let's when we're talking because I want to know more wait, about my customers dif- and how wait, they're perceiving let's, let's what I'm giving them let's different companies for a second you have one that's a young company and one that's already a successful company okay cool so a young company uh, I think it, it has to a lot to do with the maturity of the founder, right? Uh, to know if they can go all in uh, with, like, his DNA or not, or her DNA. Yeah, what's the maturity of the founder mean? Because in my opinion, maturity, I would say the mat- same sentence, I would say it has to do more so, with the founder so and how know, in touch he is so with you know the market what, he's so looking think to about, deal with. Think about Apple for a second. Apple, no, think about every company. We say this, I think, in, this, in the other episode, is that every company, when you kind of uh, peel all their kind of layers... You, you get the founder's DNA. Apple is still... No, no, I get that. Right. So I feel that it's kind of the same way in terms of how you brand your company. Amazon is the same with with Jeff Bezos. Apple was the same way with Steve Jobs. Uh, Facebook is the same, the same with Mark Zuckerberg. It's the same personality scaled up as a company. Okay. And when you go all in and being the most extreme version of yourself, you're going to win. This is what happens with you know Gary Vaynerchuk. This is why he's doing so well. Because he's like the most extreme version of himself all the time very loudly and people and it resonates with people because it's authentic right the problem people have with Apple right now they doesn't feel authentic anymore and this it's not authentic Apple That's now inter- no uh, what you said about the Gary thing because it's actually interesting in th- comparison I- to other things we talked about when we are talking about the, the branding and the yeah. uh, narrative being it narrative being authentic and being human and showing more characteristics right. It's not. It's just simpler for people to understand because you said he took it to extreme, which he does. Gary takes what he's saying yeah, and but, makes it but, into but, all that no, he's but, saying. No, but 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 that's him. His aggressiveness. How he I talks. doubt that in the end of the day when he's sitting with his with his you know girlfriend or I don't know what his wife, wife. his wife, he has kids. Yeah. Oh my god, really? He's a family man. Right? I uh, like Gary. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a good oh, person. Oh, cool. I just I assumed that he had like 30 women that just following him. I don't know. Maybe I'm watching no. too many of these other people like that. No, you're, you're, you're confusing this with... Uh, with pornography. With no, pornography. Not <laughs> yeah, no but uh, with you, pimps. You, you, uh, you again, you opened the wrong tab. You're, damn it. I'm YouTube. always researching YouTube. the wrong thing. YouTube. It's you at the beginning, man. Wait, it's I'm, you. It's just a lot of... Uh, anyway, so... No, but, it, but he's very authentic. He's very aggressive about it. But that's the core person that he is, and I believe that he does. I believe that that if you ask him to do a business deal with you, he will have the same aggressive all-in approach. I, I, that's what I think. Uh, might be wrong, but that's what I think. I, know, uh, I feel like what we're doing is, when people turn around and they brand themselves, they have to make themselves more solidified as what they're trying to brand. Yeah. Right. So that means yeah, but, that's but, not but, really. But, it. But that's I'm the, the, wait, but that's the layers, no. Man. But that's that's the maturity. The maturity is understanding the characteristics that work and doesn't work. What's interesting? What's not? That's that's what I would yeah, call but maturity. Become, but he becomes self-awareness and maturity. But he becomes a character, a TV yeah, show character. Yeah, but every he brand becomes, becomes a character. No, I get that. I get that. Gary V is a brand, and he needs to like really push but, it. But yeah, like, but so so um, so I, young companies, I think they need more help with kind of or or first time CEOs, founders. They need more time to mature up and understand what they act, what their behavior DNA actually means for the brand of what they're building. I think companies have, and, and then you might want to also focus more on what the users are thinking about you because it kind of reflects on you. 
I think companies that are already doing really, really well, right? Companies, okay. Without doing the entire branding process. A lot of them, by the way, a lot of the really good companies that were never, never. Yeah, never did, them, did yeah. any of this stuff. And I think I'm the, very surprised when I have that. When I meet a big company and they so don't So I'm have not that. because I feel like that's the DNA of the, of the founder. He pushed all the way through that. He went with his intuition and it was right. The moment most of these companies start having trouble is once is once somebody comes up to the CEO and says, you're out of date, you need to do this and this and this and this. And what happened is that if the CEO is not aligned with that decision in his core, then the whole process is going to be really tweaked. It's going to be really bad. And the outcome of the branding would be unnatural to what the brand really stands for or what the, the company there, really Here's an interesting for. thing because I actually said this to someone today and it was about something else that had to do with company culture. Right, not yeah. company brand, whatever. The company culture, the way people work, the way they talk to each other, the way they feel about the company inside yeah. the company, and they said the same thing. They said the company culture is defined by the founders. It is, 100%. and I said at one point when a company gets to a size that's really big, you can't expect these no, guys to be it's always the DNA. So no, what I wanted to do was, as I said, maybe it makes sense to sever the fact that they like to sever the head, to cut off the top, let them be whatever they are. But now that you have such a big amount of people, take whatever you learn from their culture, create rules and systems and things and all kinds of platforms for people to be able to express themselves in those in that culture, and stop being defined on these people because these people will it's change. It's not gonna work. Won't work. For though, I think. No, it's no, not it's, it's no. I mean, it's I know it's, it's, it's not like I'm I think, talking about company I think it's structure. Work how do you do it? Because like, that's what brings everything together. You have like the specific DNA, the way the entire process. Yeah, but the company goes. in the beginning, when you have Once, a founder, but, he's walking around, he's saying hello, he's talking to people, he's he's, he's yeah, motivating, but that, he's yeah, doing. Yeah, stuff. but it doesn't they matter. They don't do that anymore. No, but it but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it's it's kind of what you created. Every small rule, every everything of the infrastructure was made by that DNA, and it kind of and it grows as that DNA, and that's it. And you, you don't go in and you kind of say, hey, you know what, let's let's separate it. Like we have a successful company. Let's separate that part from this part and let this be whatever it is because the company loses sync. There's a reason why this company is successful in doing what it does and why the process is what it is. Everyone crashes and burns at one point. Nothing goes it's, up no, wait, without it's a fall. A, wait. These founders will fuck up or they'll lose their stuff. I have perspectives. Listen, 100%. The company it, can't necessarily listen, take those types of impacts. I, well, first of all, it's 100%. Second of all, it depends on how strong the DNA and how eventually this DNA turned out to be principles, processes, etc. I'm seeing it as like a kid. You raise your kid with all these different cultural things that you add to them. But at one point, you set them out into the world, and they kind of like evolve based on your knowledge, and they and they have things that they revamp yeah, and they think wait. about and stuff like that. But event, but eventually, you can almost you know psychological wise, you can almost track everything back to how your parents raised you. Even again, going True. back going back to the Steve I blame Jobs, my parents for everything. Perfect. Those assholes. <laughs> no, sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but even going back to the Steve Jobs example, because I think he has the most famous biography, and every time they pull out some shitty quote like. His father taught him to build a fence, and he built a fence from the two sides. He said, like, but nobody sees it. And his dad said something like, even if nobody sees it, it has to be the most beautiful thing in the world. And going back, going forward a few years, Steve Jobs is building this computer, and he thinks that chips inside the computer has to look amazing. And Apple really designs the way the computer looks from the inside, not just in, in terms of um, industrial, like, like what needs to happen inside for it to work. They actually think about the aesthetics of how the computer looks from the inside, which you would never going to see. Well, hopefully you're never going to see, but they actually think about it from the inside. Yeah, they make it so, quite hard to see it if you know. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's really hard to break these computers yeah. up and just you know. Uh, so, so I think eventually the branding is is about really good branding in general is about aligning your DNA with what you do, 
and you do it consistently together, and that's your best uh, branding because it's the most authentic branding that you can have, right? Cool. So that's I think. So I think when some like when you talk about companies want to copy from somebody else, uh, they some emotion that they have resonates with the copy or the creative that they've seen, as you said. Mm-hmm. Um, but in, but instead of going deeper and say, wait, what's that emotion that I feel that resonates with me and my brand, maybe? And going, as you said, is into the process of like, wait, let's understand what's going on behind this. I want to do this too. What's what's your motive? Yeah. And then, you know, it's it's like it's very uh, much a therapy session. huh? It is a therapy. It's session. It's always a therapy yeah. session. With these it's things. it's a, it's a, you know it's it's like for me, I always give it's the like example. Like looking at a relationship and going, I want that, but yeah. you need to understand what that is that you right. want and right. how are you going to achieve it with me? Right. You know? Exactly. It's exact. It's exactly the same thing. That's what I think. Cool. Well, um, I think this was, you know. Awesome so, 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 uh, if you're doing a rebranding thing or if you're going to your own branding, so we said, for, I, I would say the process would be, well, how would you go about the process again? Like What? The process of, of rebranding or, or doing co- the branding? Like how I think the, the, the creative, okay, so, not the rebranding. So when you're, sorry, when you're looking at, when you're looking at the, the branding, uh, my, my, the process for me is a lot about the emotions and searching and, and you have, I think you have to have a meeting with someone who's sitting down. You have to have several meetings. It's always going to be like three or four meetings where you're just beating right. out the emotions from them. You have all those to- techniques of the five times why, which is like that yeah. Toyota thing, um, and all these other techniques to try to, to pinpoint and really grasp what it is that you want to have. it. And then you, and then a lot of the design aspects of, let's say, Lemonade, for example, that's a really good design, a designer. It's a lot about turning around and making decisions that are very in tune with the types of people who are going to see things. What is it going to make them feel? What is it wanting to go? And that feelings and stuff are defined from those meetings that you had. When it comes down to creative and you're creating, uh, you're, you're really just trying to understand where they came from to get to that idea. So you just got to try to redefine the brief for yourself and then go throughout the process and then somewhere there, pivot on the top, right? Where when you're getting to the point where you're about to get to the creative that could be their creative, pivot to a different direction and find yourself in a new creative that you've created um, with the same process. And, yeah, I think that it will help. hopefully help you achieve great creative if you're copying creative again. Think for yourself, people. Think for yourself. Think different. <laughs> I want to think different. Sponsored by now. <laughs> okay. Uh... Right. Good. I, I hope you guys enjoyed this because I think the creative process is kind of mystical for a lot of people. Yeah. So I think it was a really good breakdown and I think it was like more analytical on how to look at it. I think we should sell bottles of liquid creative. Liquid. Because it's mystical. I, I, I think we could I, I do w- that. I was at a wedding when they had those bottles <laughs> once. Uh, anyway, so uh, again, I want to say thank you for Rise for uh, hosting the podcast and, and making us feel at home. And next time, I'm going to use one of the guitars here, and we're going to record a song, a marketing song. I thought that would be awesome. That'd right. be the new intro. Ah, that w- yeah. Like, a, like an original <laughs> at least, one. At least that episode's intro. Yeah. Uh, All right. Thank you, everybody, for so tuning wait, in. If you, if you liked it, share it with a friend. If yeah. you, if, and by the way, we've gotten a lot of comments from you guys, which is really awesome. Keep sending them. I mean, yeah. we want to hear more. If you have questions, thoughts, companies you want to discuss... Um, you know, if you just want to be anonymous and say horrible things are going on in your company and have us rant on that, go for it. Let yeah. us know. By the way, I did this thing yesterday when I went onto the stories thing. I used a new feature. Ah, uh, yeah, you? the question, yeah. asking so, questions. So I don't, I'm not going to name names, but... Uh, can you actually see who writes it? Because yeah. I understand you can. I'll show you later. No, oh, you okay, can. cool. Uh, so uh, I'm not going to name names. You know who you are. But saying the word design... Doesn't is not a question. Like there's nothing I can do with the word design. When I say, "What do you want me to answer?" You say "design." 
it's it's not me. But Sagi Schreiber can answer that, and he has an amazing podcast of, him, of his own. Uh, and he's like an amazing designer. We're cross-referencing uh, podcasts here. So. Yeah, this is, this is like the Avengers version of podcasts. <laughs> nice. Anyway, it's going to grow out to a huge yeah. map. So, wait, because we're a very young podcast just starting out, the most important thing for me in terms of uh, growth hacking this, if you can go into the iTunes podcast page and review the podcast. because apparently, oh, snap. Yeah, that would be so helpful for us. Um, also, if you want to rate it, if you want to rate five stars, you go ahead. Yeah, you go it. ahead. If you're a one star, we're coming for you. Yeah. Okay? We're coming yeah, for you. Yeah, we have your IP address We now. know everything, right. and we're coming for you. We're just saying. <laughs> but this is all with love, yeah, obviously. But this is, this is all a friendly podcast. It's all with love. Okay. So thank you so much for joining us. Hope you have a great day, night. I don't know when you listen to this. Thank you so much. All right. Bye.